pricing, of course, you know, you don't want to just default to dropping your price like we already, we've already mentioned. But sometimes dropping your price can increase revenue. And it's, it's all about revenue, right? What it will increase your revenue the most. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got something I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now a officially open that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA and we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't, randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. All right. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here as always with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother, good to see you. I come from a super rainy South it looks Florida right now. Over there. Yeah, like, right. Like it enlightened is. from the head down. <laughs> yeah. It's so that I can I could show my cleavers for like Mark and Bill. I know there's a lot of guys out there that are excited. So I just have the light showing showing the goods. But no man, life life has been good. I actually love I love the summertime because it's just like after every rainstorm it just feels so refreshing and you actually don't hate yourself when you walk outside. Uh, but it's been it's been good. Life is good man. Just booked our trip to Italy so we're excited. Uh, nice. We're going to wait until September, but we're probably going to leave for all of September. Kind of my fault. I took too long to look at tickets. And it's not COVID times anymore, guys. Tickets are fucking expensive. Again, yeah. like it just, it's ridiculously expensive. So going the off season, but we're excited. So hopefully. When are you guys leaving? Uh, September 2nd. And just nice. going to stay in September. Yeah. So we'll do my birthday over there. Kind of freaking out because I have, I have a tradition that is I eat Mexican on my birthday. And I started this tradition back in fucking college. Um, so it's a, it's a good standing tradition. It was my first tradition that I started on my own. You know what I mean? Like I had a bunch of Mexican friends in college. So we started, we started a Mexican dinner for my birthday. I don't know if I'm going to find Mexican in Italy. So I might have to uh, just travel with some taco seasoning with me and just, just make some, some tacos on the spot. Some tacos or, 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 or make some, uh, some Italian, Italian style tacos with some tomato mozzarella and it's just a sandwich, but we call it a taco, you know? <laughs> oh, we'll figure it. it out, but it's good. You guys open at the Cove? You should be, right? It's yeah, almost, we are. Uh, we're open and rocking. So that's man. been going good. Yeah. Season. Yep. Yeah. Big weekend this weekend. So we're recording this. Uh, a couple of days before Memorial Day weekend, so mm -hmm. this one is—it's going to be a big, big weekend up there. We got the uh, the seasonal bar is open now on the deck, so excited about that on the rocks. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Good stuff going there, and I have—I uh, actually flew my muralist from Miami up 
he just got in yesterday to do a bunch of murals at the hotel. And I was like, yeah, we'll just put him in like some of our properties. And I'm like, shit, I don't have any availability. So no. we're like, we're like looking around now. I thought, I thought we could like move them between different places and gaps, but uh, yeah, we're good for a couple of days. I think we got to figure out what we're going to yeah, do yeah, Saturday. Yeah. But. It's kind of like a good thing and, and a bad thing. Like it's bad for him, but it's good for you guys. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I'll give him a shout awesome. out to Haps Fury. You guys follow him on Instagram. He does some pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the housing Atlanta is, but I'm excited for a guest today because he'll, he'll answer the never ending questions. Like, how do I, how do I get more bookings? But I mm. think there's a lot of, you know, that's, that's, that's the question, right? And, and that's a question that like, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the industry. You can look at people's listings and you're like, and you know, what's funny. So we we're going to Puglia. In, in Italy, which has become a very Instagrammable kind of spot. And the listing in Puglia, so if you'd like to like look at nice listings, just go on Airbnb and look Italy Puglia and look at the quality of fucking listings that there are in, in Puglia. It's become incredible, right? They all look like architectural digest. And then we were thinking about going to Anna Maria Island next weekend. And I'm looking at the listings there and I'm like, why are you guys don't try? Like, why, why <laughs> try, try a little harder. Yeah, like try a little harder, right? But a lot of the times that is not the answer that people are looking for. So I'm excited for, for our guest today because other than try a little harder. Um, I, I don't know anybody that's tried harder than this guy. Exactly, him and, him and his wife have killed, killed yeah. it with the themed houses. So anyway, uh, Let's bring him on. I'm Let's not even going to read his bio because I don't want to yeah, bore no, you guys. I, yeah, I want no. him to introduce himself here in a second. Let's, but um, I've it. gotten to know Jeff over the years and he's he's a killer in the space, but he's just an awesome guy. And, um, you know, he, we've always talk back and forth and he's a numbers guy like me and um i'm super excited to have him so without further ado jeff welcome to the show thanks mike happy to be here yeah man so rather than me read your bio i've never done this by the way i would love for you to to give your kind of like elevator bio pitch here and then we'll start with how you guys got into loma homes and everything else from the beginning yeah yeah uh let's see where do i start i was a corporate guy uh, looking to get out of my eight to five, joined a tech startup. My, that was my last employment job. It was an e-commerce analytics company. It was in the early stages of that. Uh, we sold that and started our first short-term rental. We did uh, some crazy themed house in Joshua Tree that had like a geodesic dome and some crazy stuff. And it did really well. So we decided, you know what, this theming thing in short-term rentals is killing it and it, there's really there's really a market for experiences we created some themed homes in orlando that had really theme park homes with fog machines and lighting effects and sound effects and uh things like that uh and that was went really well but um you know being the numbers guy i just it was very underwhelmed by the the performance data that we were getting out of otas and really just needed more needed more uh performance metrics so we created IntelliHost. It wasn't called that then. Um, it was about a year ago. Just It was just a tool internally that we used to optimize our listings. And what it did is it just kind of visualized the booking funnel. It just helped us understand where we were losing our guests in the booking process. And, you know, it really was a game changer for us. So a year later, we're like, should we just, should we just release this to everybody? And, um, and that's IntelliHost. So IntelliHost was born and, and here we are today. I love this story. And as you were telling the story, I had a holy shit moment of like, your partner wasn't here. Yes. Right? Like, like okay. a year. Yeah. And like a year, a year ago. And a half ago. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. at the at the cloud and the fog thing, I just had a 
a complete flashback to the to the battle yep. clouds, right? Is that you guys? That's right. Oh fuck! Awesome. Okay, <laughs> so now now it makes a little bit more sense, right? So I'm like, yeah. So what does visualize your listing funnel mean? So like, what, what does that like for for people that are not super techie? What's all of yeah. that? Yeah, let yeah let's cover that. Um, there's four steps that every guest takes on Airbnb or VRBO before they book your property. Okay. And it starts with search. And the first step is called impressions, meaning getting just showing up in search anywhere is step one. Mm -hmm. And you do that by getting in as many filters as possible. When you go on Airbnb, there's three big filters that you have to appear in to be seen. There's a date filter, there's a location filter, and there's a guest filter or a guest count filter. And that's where people start. And then they usually see there's way too many listings. And in order to really narrow it down, they start filtering by more things, right? They, they might filter by pool, hot tub, uh, size of house, uh, and things like that. And so every time somebody searches and you appear somewhere in that search, you get an impression, okay? The next step is getting on first page because you could be in search, but if you're on page 15, you're not gonna get booked, right? So getting on first page is all about telling Airbnb's algorithm that you're relevant. And there's a number of levers you can pull to, to tell them that you're relevant. Um, those are things like price, reviews, age of listing, your click rate, your conversion rate. Those are things that will help you get ranked higher. And then step three is, yeah, okay, now you've got on page one, people are seeing your listing, but how are you getting, how are you convincing people to click? Now there's a, there's a different person making the decision. It's not Airbnb's algorithm anymore, it's the guest. So how can you convince the guest to now click? And so that's, that's step three. Um, it's really well, the main things that affect click rate are your cover image, your price, uh, and maybe your reviews. I mean, it's really simple. If you're having a click rate issue, it's pretty easy to fix. And then your last step is just conversion. So once they have actually seen your listing page, it's just convincing them to take that last step and book. Um, now, it's, a, it's not till step four that the order of your pictures matters. Your photo captions, your description, your, you know, all these different things that, that you can put in your listing. So those are kind of the four, it's just a crash course in, in the booking funnel, but those are the four steps every guest takes in order to book your property. And knowing where you benchmark against your competition in each of those four steps is so critical so you know where you need to diagnose and which ones, which, what levers you need to pull to get the most bookings. Yeah, and I, I love that because I've been talking a lot lately. You know, a lot of people have freaked out a little bit because bookings are down a little bit depending on what market you're in. And, you know, yeah. people are like freaking out. And I've been saying like, listen, first, it's not just like drop your prices. You need to analyze your listing. Like, how does it look? Like what he was talking about a couple of minutes ago of like, how does it, like, would you book your place? Like, how do you stack up against your competition? Right. And for you guys, like if you guys haven't checked them out yet, go to Loma, L-O-M-A dash homes.com. Like their portfolio is sick. Like it's absolutely stunning. Right. So that I love that, like you made your property sick and then you were like, okay, what, how else can I figure out how to maximize bookings? Cause clearly it's not that they don't look right. Like they're amazing, but how, what else can I do to diagnose? Like, am I not ranking properly? Am I not converting properly? And just step-by-step -step methodically do this. So I want to step back a little bit. How did you get this whole thing started? Because you were doing it internally at the beginning for Loma, right? Before you mm -hmm. created IntelliHost. So what was that process before and like your thought process of like, all right, how do I figure out like this data? Yeah, the, it really started by 
identifying what was available and being pretty underwhelmed by that, but also understanding that what, what Airbnb specifically uh, was giving us was not super helpful in the format that it was given. There were certain, like, call it, it's almost like a Sudoku puzzle. They give you little pieces and bits, but they're not in the format or in the, or in the yeah, I guess you should say the format that, you, that is helpful to make decisions. And so the thought process was, hey, I think I could make this helpful to look at if I collected it in its raw form and then manipulated it, or basically kind of turned it on its side. And what I mean by that is Airbnb's data right now is organized in a trip date format, meaning if you go into your performance, or your insights dashboard, they're giving you views based on what days people are looking at to book, not how many total views you got in a given day. So if I'm looking at yesterday, for example, it's not telling me how many views I got yesterday. It's telling me how many views that trip date got before yesterday. So it's, it's really confusing the way that Airbnb's put it together. And I just felt like I couldn't make decisions with the way it was formatted. And I had to collect the raw format, manipulate it in a way that was helpful, and then display it in a, in a booking funnel way so that I could, I could figure it out. <laughs> I got I'm trying to music. think, yeah, I'm trying to think where to go next, but like my, my smarts well, we, are now high enough to like understand like how smart well, I want to like to make it practical, here. right? Yeah, like, that's what I mean, because Jeff, I'm like, what, you what does and I that mean? What was it? Two, three weeks ago, maybe three yeah, weeks, yeah. a month ago. And, yeah. um, we were talking about all the cool stuff you're doing with IntelliHost. And then we took a look at, um, at my property in Orlando, right? And like visually, like I, I understood like the property looks great, but I'm like, okay, why, why do I have gaps and how do I like maximize this? But I didn't know what levers to pull because I don't want to just drop the price because it's a high-end property and I don't want riffraff in there. Yep. But like in that case study, and it's going to be hard because it's a podcast, right? Like people can watch it on YouTube, but when we went through the different parts of the funnel, you were able to fairly quickly tell like, all right, these were the bottlenecks in my funnel, right? So like if yeah. we go back to what you were just talking about, like in my use case for that property, you remember at what point yep. we were finding that issue? I do. I do remember. And if I remember right, the you were doing awesome at the top of the funnel, meaning you were getting in tons of searches uh, and you were even getting on first page quite frequently. And I knew that because when we compared it to your competition, I think you were like double or triple the competition in terms of first page impressions. But for whatever reason, your click rate, meaning the percentage of times, the percentage of time that you converted someone from an impression to a click was significantly lower than your competition. And so obviously that's kind of where the funnel was broken. It was just being pinched at that level. And, it, and I think when we looked at your property, once people actually saw your property, they booked it. Like there was no conversion rate problem. I don't think step four was an issue. It was step three, clearly. So really, it's just a matter of what do we need to do to open that up and get people to start clicking and then converting. And that's, I think that's what we worked on. So I'm curious to hear how it worked out for you, though. I mean, I know we worked on. Yeah, uh, well, we were talking offline. I got two more bookings after I made a couple tweaks to it. For excellent. Around, I think, 12,000 bucks between the two bookings. So sick. It awesome. worked. Just for context, when if if you're at that phase, when you're an IntelliHost and you can see, all right, my click-through rate sucks, what were some of the levers that you could pull to help yeah. the click-through rate up? So the biggest thing with click rate is the cover image. With some of the recent changes that Airbnb has done, they've actually taken your title. 
that used to be a big one. Tidal was like a big one that people could see and, and click on, but they've made it so small now and they've even like cut off half of it that they make this like, they, they create almost created their own description of your property at the top. It's like five bedroom townhouse or whatever. And so your title has become a much less significant factor in your click rate. So it's just whatever, whatever people can see on that first page, those are things that people are looking at. So cover image is a big one. Price, unfortunately, is because Airbnb's put such a focus on you know seeing your all out price, that is a, a pretty significant factor. But of course, that's the last thing you want to tweak, right? So last thing you want to drop. Um, so other things that people can see are is whether or not you're a super host. So that helps your, your click rate. Um, they can see your review count and your review score on average. And I mean, those are really like the main things that people can use to determine whether they want to click on you. Again, cover image being number one. Yeah. So from those that you said, it sounds like either you change the cover image or you change the pricing because even though the pricing is not the quickest thing that you want to do, if you have bad reviews, you kind of shit out of luck until you get good reviews, right? Or but I'll, yeah, I'll tell you guys what I did out. if you want to know, like to, yeah. to get those bookings. So one, yeah. I found an issue when I was diving into, there was like a syncing issue with my PMS and it set up some super ultra crazy strict cancellation policy that was like 90 or 120 days. And so I got rid of that and made it just a 14 day cancellation policy. And then another tweak I made was we used to charge a service fee of $97. And that basically would cover my like rental insurance that we buy per reservation. But this property books it on the low end right now, like 600 a night. So I was like, okay, I'll just eat my cost of 75 bucks. And uh, so I got rid of that fee because I know, again, when people are going on there, a big complaint is like, there's all these fees on Airbnb and people hate it. So I was like, all right, I'll consolidate this and just not drop my price, but like get rid of this little fee over here, update my cancellation policy. And then for whatever reason, like that seemed to do the trick for me. And like within the next seven days, we had two bookings. Like I said, one, one was a shorter one. It was like two or three nights. And then one was like six nights. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, pricing, of course, you know, you don't want to just default to dropping your price. Like we already, we've already mentioned. But sometimes dropping your price can increase revenue. And it's it's all about revenue, right? What it will increase your revenue the most. So let's say you do get down to price and you're like, all right, I've gotten everything. And in your case, it was about reducing the fees. And that can help your, your conversion rate quite a lot. In fact, I'll give you an example of a guy um, I helped the other day. He was having, he was had a very similar problem to yours where he was doing really well in the first three steps. He was even getting tons of clicks, but then hit the bottom of his funnel was pinched hard he was getting like a 0.2 percent conversion rate and his competition was at like 0.7 so he was getting like a third of the conversion that his competition was getting and when i looked into his listing he had additional guest fees so any guest past 12 so 12 13 14 15 all the way up to 16 it was additional hundred dollars a night per guest and he got rid of that he's like all right let's just test it let's get rid of that and his conversion rate jumped from 0.2 percent to one and a half percent. So he multiplied his his bookings, total bookings by seven times by reducing that. He booked nine nights in about seven days, or I'm sorry, 11 days. And so again, it's about knowing what step you're, you're broken on and then diagnosing that step. So for pricing, you know, sometimes you do have to reduce it, but even if you reduce it just a teeny bit, at least knowing where your metrics are, if your revenue, overall revenue goes up, that's a win.
right? That's so awesome. tell us about um, a little bit more of like the context for IntelliHost because it's fairly new, right? How long ago did you launch this? You, I mean, you've been using yeah. it internally like a, a beta version for a long time, but when did this come out? Yeah, we released it the, the, the first part of March, like the first week of March. Uh, so it's only had a few few months out of the gate and it's been awesome. I mean, people have just been really excited about it and it's really a game changer for, for a lot of people who've been dying to, to know what's wrong with their bookings. And the answer is different for everybody. STR Nation, want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from 2.25 to 5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. The thing that I liked, and I haven't gotten to test this yet, quite frankly, because I think it just came out within the last couple of days is before the cool thing that you had was like, depending which piece of the funnel was pinched, you had a list of recommendations to try. Now you guys just released using some sort of algorithm, I'm assuming like custom recommendations for your specific listing, which I thought was freaking awesome when you were telling yeah. me. That. Yeah, and that is constantly improving. But what we've, what we've released so far is we've come up with, call it a, I don't wanna call it a checklist, but like we've come up with every possible thing that we have seen in the data that actually improves each metric. And then what we do is we take your property and analyze it um, and give each criteria or, or test a pass or fail grade. So if you're dying on first page impressions and that's where your funnel's being pinched, you know, we'll have like 20 different things that we'll check and either give you a pass grade or a fail. And then you can see which things you're failing on and uh, fix those. And then we give you kind of an optimization score at the top to kind of gamify it so that you can make sure that your property is as optimized as you can be. Like I said, it's always evolving because as we get more data, we're able to figure out exactly what's working, what's not, because there's so many myths out there, right? Like, I don't know how many, how many times you've heard that like tweaking your listing constantly and making tiny changes all the time um, will improve your search rank. That's crap. <laughs> like, that's total BS. And we know that because we've been able to detect every time somebody's making a change on their listing, we can pull over 5,000 data points and see what the impact on those tiny changes were. And it's almost zero, statistically, like zero impact on, uh, on, those, on the ranking. So we're does able that to- change over time, Jeff? Like, does that change over time? Because like, in, again, my, my smarts is very limited in this specific arena of life, right? But like, if everybody does the same thing, the algorithm in my mind will eventually catch on and then be like, okay, now this does it, no longer does it. And that's why things keep changing. Or why does that happen? My guess is there's been some different guidance. You know, obviously we haven't been around long enough to know if there, what changes have happened in the algorithm. Um, all we know is what's working now. But I'd say that overall, I think people give too much 
they look into it too they look into the algorithm way too much because it's a black mm -hmm. box they assume it's very complicated and in our experience it's more simple than than we realized um i think it's made up of like i would say the majority of your rank is made up of maybe five or six factors and people think about like for example one of the one of the myths we heard was that putting emojis in your title would hurt your ranking because it's against Airbnb's policy, right? And so we ran a bunch of tests. We pulled like 500 properties that had emojis and and a, like a few thousand that didn't, and we compared them. And there's there's no change. Like it's it's, it's almost virtually virtually no difference between that. And so it's not like Airbnb's penalizing for this or there's they have some really strong metrics to determine relevancy. It's things like how often are you getting clicked, how often are you getting booked, right? Those two things alone. Tell Airbnb how relevant you are. And beyond that, your quality of your listing, reviews and such, but then pricing, unfortunately, and I don't know if this is recent because of the changes they've, then the high focus they've made on price. Pricing is the fastest way to increase your rank. Like if you just drop your price 15%, in our, in our case, we, we dropped one property 15% and, and increased our bookings by 5x just because the ranking just jumped. And so I just think we overcomplicate it and we overthink the algorithm. And there's, there's not that many factors mm -hmm. into it. So we're very human, like everything else. We overcomplicate yeah. things. We yep. always assume that people, there's a bigger story behind it. Whereas there's mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. a bigger story behind that is what it is. Yep. Uh, Jeff, I always love, because now to me, kind of like you're running to, or you're involved, at least I don't know how much in, in your involvement, the Loma side and the, and the housing side is, but you're kind of running two simultaneously different, but kind of similar businesses. So like, what does your time look like now? Um, <laughs> that you have this going on. Yeah. Um, so with Loma Homes, my primary responsibility was property management and a lot of you know data analysis, revenue management, that kind of thing. But with my focus on IntelliHost, I've had to have my partners kind of step in and um, take more of the the management side. Um, we've recently outsourced some of the some of the boots on the ground and and, and property management tasks to a company that's local. So that I can kind of focus on, on, on this. So I would say ninety percent of my time now is just in telehost and and growing the business, uh, and my partners are now focused on the real estate side. I want to touch on that real quick because I I talk about this a lot in the mastermind. If you're newer and you're gaining traction and you've got your first couple properties, I see this a lot. It's like we get trained in the wrong thing. So it's like, oh, I tried this new Airbnb thing and it's working and I'm making money. And I want to make more money. So I'm going to go start this other side hustle thing over here and then start this other side hustle <laughs> thing over here. And I see it a lot. And it's like, yeah. it's cool and it's exciting because it's new. But I would love to hear from your perspective, running multiple companies now, like like you said, Loma is not a brand new entity. And now that you've, mm -hmm. you guys have mastered it, SOP'd it, delegated it, now you can focus over here. But I would mm -hmm. love to hear from from your side of things is, do you think you would have launched IntelliHost right at the beginning when you guys were building up Loma. No, I, I don't think that that was the right timing for it. For me, it's really important to have a real, a solid proof of concept of a business before you scale it. And we did that with Loma Homes. I mean, we, we built, we bought the property in Joshua Tree, themed it out, and it was really just a test to see if that strategy would work. And I think any business you go into, you, you need to find the cheapest, way to test that business and if it fails fine celebrate it as a success learn from it and and test something else and i think any entrepreneur has to be good at 
testing and failing. And Loma Homes, we tested that. It started to work. And then once we got it big enough where we could afford to hire somebody to take it over and to, to do those things, then it made sense. Um, but if we had tried to do all of it at once, I mean, the, the economics of, an, of a, a new business don't work early stage. The only way to make an, an entrepreneur, a, a startup work is by doing everything yourself at first. Well, if you're doing everything yourself in this business and in that business and in this business, you just there's there's not enough of you to go around. And so all of them fail. And so I think you got to stick with one, avoid the shiny and just ignore the shiny objects for a while until you have a really good proof of concept, scale it and then, you know, move on to the next thing if that's what you want to do. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs, like myself, myself included, I get shiny object syndrome where you see this thing over here and you're like, ah, I really want to, that's even better, you know? And it's always the grass is greener. And especially in vacation rentals, you're going to get into this and realize, holy crap, guests really suck to work with <laughs> and they're really entitled and they're really hard. And so if you start to feel that way and you've got all these other shiny objects in your view, you could really house yourself by trying to focus on something else at the same time. So I'd say, yeah, just focusing until you, you really know if the one you're working on is working before you move on to the next thing. I don't know if that's what you're looking for or not. No, I appreciate the yeah. sidebar because Eve remembers yeah. years ago, I was doing 25 different things before I got into the short-term rentals. And then uh, a friend of ours, Matty A, gave me some advice at a mastermind event. He was like, dude, you're a smart guy, but you're trying to do way too many things at once. Like pick one thing and go all in on it for the next three years and your whole life will change. That's and I took that advice and he was 100% right. Right. And now I do a few different things, but same thing. I had to get it to a certain scale where I could afford to bring on people to run the operations. And that allowed me the time freedom to focus on other things. Totally. Right? So I just want to point that out. Totally irrelevant yeah. to the IntelliHost thing, but. I, yeah, I it, it, it is. And it isn't right. Because it's kind of like the same thing. It's just like when you try to go through all the little things and you're not kind of looking at this main, main factor to actually influence how your ranking is and you get lost doing all the bullshit that you think goes yes. into it, then yes. you'll get hurt, right? So it's all the same. Like, again, like, I don't mean to always bring it on the philosophical side of life, but like the, the human problems are, are really much a hand, handful of problems that we just call and label and kind of dress in different ways. But once you boil them down, it's all the same shit, right? Um, and it's funny to me because even on the call today with our boardroom, like when people are successful in a specific space, you still get shiny objects in the room, right? And so it's really becoming super, super diligent and being like, is this what I want? Yeah. Based on what I said I wanted when I felt grounded and I had a clear idea of where I was going, how I was getting there versus whatever I'm going through right now that maybe I don't feel as good. And so I'm looking for an answer outside of my day-to-day -day grind and discipline that's going to yeah. feel momentarily exciting. But then once you boil it down, then you realize that that, that too also has discipline and grind attached to it you're gonna be like that's not as fun yeah hence the problem well, is not the fucking thing you're doing is the discipline and the grind that you're trying to avoid which is unavoidable right um yep if you're looking so, for a good book on that you can read yeah. uh oh shoot i just lost the name of it um <laughs> <laughs> there's a good book i just read uh great you gotta read great Grit. oh my god from angela's um Duckworth. yes lovely book amazing amazing yes. book yes i agree so what do you guys see now in the next, you know, you're relatively new company. What's the goal for the next, you know, let's say like 12 to 18 months? Um, 12 to 18 months is, is scale. Um, I think we finally have uh, a product that people have been begging for and 
So now it's about getting the word out. But we've got a lot of exciting things coming down the pipe. With the data that we're collecting, you know, I've, I've hinted at this with a lot of the myths that we're kind of busting. But the more data we get, the smarter we can be on these recommendations. And the more we want to really give a source of truth as far as what's working and what's not on Airbnb. And I've just, I don't know, I'm sure lots of people have done this, but when we first started our, our business in vacation rentals, it was like, you just read blog after blog after blog, and you read all this advice and there, a lot of it's conflicting and nobody has any data to, to back up what they're saying. And if they do, it's like anecdotal. It's like, this worked for my listing. And it's like, well, it might've worked for your listing, but what if the season just went up? You know, like there's just so much. So for me, I'm very skeptical because I'm a data guy. And so when somebody tells me something works, I'm like, yeah, but like, was it a statistically Like how well sample? does it work? Yeah. Can yeah. we repeat this? Yeah. Right. It's a rep replicable and repeatable. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really want to know the truth. I want to know the truth of what works, what doesn't, and be able to back it up with data. And the more data we get, the more we'll be able to do that. So we really want to be an authoritative source uh, in the industry for um, knowledge on, on this industry. I love that. And I think I think that's that's what's needed because I think there is a lot of. I think your timing is so frigging good right now. Like yeah. to launch this right now, I mean the timing is it couldn't yeah. be better, quite frankly. No. And your commitment to the quality of the data because I think this is a problem that we have overall in in all, especially real estate. Like the real estate mm. industry is an industry that is prone to misinformation and it's prone to haphazard, totally. um, like. And there's those people that talk so evangelically about things that I'm like, the market is crashing here in six months. It's going to be 30% less. And I'm like, where? Like, how? <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Like, I'm like, I tell me. It. And that's why, like, one of my, um, one of my finance teachers in college used to see, like, why on CNBC and, like, all those, like, big, like, market channels is, like, why is there never the same expert twice or three times in a row? Because the guy's only right the one time that he's on the show, and then he's never right again until, like, six to 12 months later, and then he's back on the show. He's like, he's right again. And then he's not right <laughs> six to 12 months again. And so it's kind of like the same thing, right? And it's just like, yeah. again, especially for my, for like the ones of us that are doing this to reach financial freedom and to make the money, to replace your income, to retire. Mm -hmm. This shit is what matters. Because again, like I'd rather you have eight optimized properties that are like properly fucking optimized and you having 80 of them, they're not optimized because then you're not, you have more headache and you're less free Versus just do shit right and like mm -hmm. make sure that like I always hated the like emojis in, in the Airbnb titles, but that was always my personal preference because to me I'm like it's insanity that that will make any difference. Yep, and it is right. It, but then you don't know. know, and yep. if you're afraid and you're struggling, your mortgage is due, you're not making any money. You're like I heard that I have to put things of garlic hanging in the kitchen to increase my bookings. Like you gotta start <laughs> fucking doing that. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, you know it's not thick. Yeah. yeah, and I know I've had, it, uh, I've had it on the screen for the last few minutes. So for the folks that are listening to the podcast, you can grab a free 30-day trial of IntelliHost. You can go to strsecrets.com slash IntelliHost. That's with two L's, I-N-T-E-L-L-I-H-O-S-T, IntelliHost. Again, I've been using it for about a month. And like I said, I've already got bookings out of it. It's I've always been a really good operations guy, but like the marketing and funnels, I was like almost like a foreign language to me, but the way that Jeff and the team has laid it out, it just made it so user-friendly to figure out, okay, here's where my problem is and here's a few potential solutions to try instead of just guessing and hoping something sticks. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a big believer in it. It's been working for me. We're going to keep it going. And, um, I'm really excited because now I look like a marketing whiz when I'm really not. So <laughs> Joe. Um, awesome. So before we go, I want to make sure that we got the IntelliHost link out there, which we did. Loma-homes.com. That's in there as well, right? I got yeah. that one right. Guys, if you're the even remotely hope. considering going on a vacation somewhere where they are, go check out their properties. They're <laughs> freaking amazing. That, Crazy properties. That I still remember. Now, it's been a year. One of my we've favorite had, ever. We have a lot of people on the show. And I've seen a lot of properties. Like as soon as you started talking, you said clouds, <laughs> something fog. Immediately, like, imme- like that's one of those There's properties. a dragon that, that looks like, like it's breathing fire. It's got like a fog. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I remember me just fucking sending that to people throughout, like after we had you guys on the show the first time. I'm like, Dude, look at this fucking house. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, I was geeking out. I'm like, imagine sending your kids here. Like, oh, <laughs> saw me jumping on that bed. Like there was no tomorrow. I, um, I wish I could take credit, Brindy's. Brindy's the mastermind behind our. No, design. yeah, we know. Hey, you do this. <laughs> yeah, you do this. Yeah, we, but we appreciate you for your, for your sauce. Because again, awesome. like the fact that you're even willing to share this with people, knowing what you guys do, because this could have been very much something that you guys keep to yourself, and you would have made a killing with, and you would have made you a, a shoulder above everybody else without people need like even understanding how. I recognize that and I appreciate it because yeah. It, it takes a very particular kind of person to want it to share the goodies and do Absolutely. it so willingly for just the good of information and just sure. Fucking I mean, data, I guess for you guys, like that's we for the we, good of data. Yeah. <laughs> for the good of data. Yeah, I mean, we we always keep an abundance mindset. Market's big yes. enough for everybody, right? I love that. Yeah, but 100%. again, no, not everybody does it. So I I see you and I acknowledge that. Well, Jeff, the last question that we ask all of our guests, and I can't remember what Brindy's response was, but I'll be curious from you. What is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? At the risk of repeating myself, um, it goes back to my favorite quote. And the quote goes like this. I'm trying to remember who said it. I should know if it's my favorite quote. (laughs) But it says, in God we trust, all others bring data. Mm. so I, I i don't want to make it sound like i'm not a trusting person but I, i'll trust in god and every if you're not god then you better back yourself up with some data <laughs> so <laughs> believe what you can see in the numbers and uh that's as far as i would go yeah love it love it well jeff thank you again for coming on man really appreciate you and everything you guys are doing and uh, for the listeners out there, again, make sure you go check out IntelliHost. You can get a free 30-day trial. Just go to strsecrets.com slash IntelliHost and uh, go optimize those listings and get more bookings. So that's it for this week, guys. Hope you have an amazing week. and We will talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.